session six for those that are joining us uh, via podcast and the growth zone. And so uh, Pastor Chip did a, another marvelous job. And once again, I encourage you, if you haven't downloaded that Messenger X app, to do so and then just follow along in this teaching. So the growth zone, areas in our life where we uh, desire change and know that change needs to happen. So how does that change occur and there was a lot of really good points that were brought out, and uh, we do have some cliff notes. If you'd like those, just get in touch with us here at the church, and we'll be glad to mail those to you along with an outline that Chip put together. And uh, we just want to resource you and help you to experience more and more of Christ. So the growth zone. I want to read out of Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 16, the Apostle Paul, who is now uh, well advanced in age and been walking with the Lord for many seasons. And, and notice what he has to say, uh, this very mature and experienced and godly man. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you." Nevertheless, to the degree that you have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. There are three phrases that I want to bring out in my portion of tonight's lesson. And feel free to underline them or circle them in your Bible. It's the phrase press on, the phrase reach forward, and the phrase press towards. And those are all things that we are responsible to do. We have to press on. We have to reach forward. We have to press towards. Now, it's true that God supplies the grace, but those are acts of faith. We press on. We reach or strive to keep going forward, and we press to make progress. And these are things that sometimes are uncomfortable on us because we are people of patterns. Would you say that, you're a person of pattern. You have things that you're comfortable with and things that if you get out of that pattern, you're uncomfortable with. We would say those are learning opportunities because the world doesn't revolve around us. And and when everything has to fit our pattern or everything has to go our way, then we really stop the cycle of growth in our life. There's other times we have to get out of our patterns in order to serve others In order to be a part of the life that God has called us to live, we have to get out of the life that we're so comfortable and somewhat complacent with. This is called stretching, and we understand what that feels like. All of us have been in that position. You could have had it as a parent, could have taken place when you were in a classroom and learning a discipline that was sort of out of your favorite category, you know, uh, it's um, I, there were a lot of things I enjoyed about school, recess, lunch, uh, friends, uh, but the academic side of it uh, wasn't hor- horrible. I didn't have, I wasn't traumatized, 
But honestly, there were certain things that I enjoyed, certain subject matters I enjoyed more than others. Like I liked uh, art. Who doesn't like art? It's hard to fail art. I mean, art is, is you know, even if you don't have a creative side, uh, you find out that there's a lot of ways to do things in an expressive way. And, and it could be woodworking. It could be welding. It could be drafting. Those are forms of design and creativity. And, and not all of it's, you know, uh, making flowers or a, a clay a pot or something. So there's a lot of forms of art and, and expressing our uniqueness and our personal preferences. And then there's other things that just weren't as palatable to me as far as going in and, and sitting and learning the disciplines. And sentence structure, as an example, was one of them. Um, nouns and verbs and adverbs and all, oh, what's the subject matter and et cetera. I was like, oh, and you had to write papers on it and, oh, just... Oh, the boredom of it all. Just, I longed to be on the playground at that moment. And so, but I was being stretched. There was, I was being formed. I was being shaped. Who knew that, you know, fast forward 40 plus years in my life, I'd be writing as much as I'm writing. I, and, and, and if I didn't have someone stretch me and a teacher challenge me and, and make me stay after and say, I, I do love my nouns. I, I love my pronouns. I love my adverbs. And I love the subject matter. If I didn't have someone just, you know, make me uncomfortable, I, I wouldn't be equipped today to do some of the things I'm doing. And, and so at the time, they were my enemy. Now they're my ally. Isn't it funny how because of different seasons, the people that sometimes we didn't feel like we connected with are the ones that were the most ordained by God in our life, the teacher that just knew what our capacity was and wouldn't let us stay beneath it. And parents are the same way. Parents, you know what the capacity of your children is, age accordingly, right? And you're always trying to pull them up, pull them up, pull them up. Well, just imagine our Heavenly Father doing the same thing to us because we're His children. No one knows our capacity like God. No one. Just like you as a parent know the temperament of your children, you know how to get them in a position to grow, you know God, our Heavenly Father, knows us in that way and so much better. And why why is it we want our kids to trust us and the place we put them in so they can become healthier and more productive and go farther? And yet when God does that to us, I mean, we take our ball and go home. We read certain portions of Scripture and say, that's not palatable. I'm ready for P.E. God, let's just go have fun. Why don't you just be my friend today? Why do you have to be a father today? Can't you be friend Jesus instead of instructor Jesus, instead of rabbi Jesus? I, I think all of us can identify with that. But no, he loves us too much to leave us where he found us. That's the adage. So this is the Apostle Paul who at one time thought he had the tiger by the tail. You remember that? He was all of that in a Snickers bar and he was on a mission and he was going to just wreck Christendom and he was going to, you know, just show how all of these people who were following Jesus were a bunch of kooks and wax and here he became the greatest advocate for the kingdom and the greatest apostle uh, outside of Jesus that probably mankind's ever seen. The man who fought the faith the most became one of the most faithful. 
So I hope that ministers to you that he had to empty himself so that he could get filled with the right kind of knowledge. So I want to close my portion just by reminding you that interwoven in these five verses is the instruction of this mind that I'm talking about. This place where you get in your own thinking and your own willingness to, to, to press on, to reach forward and to press towards what God has for us is the mark of maturity. Is the mark of someone that says, there's more in store. There's more in front of me. There's more life to live. So, a few fun facts just to remind you of. Uh, the most profitable and productive time in any person's life when they're on a career curve. We're talking just about where they've had longevity in a career or in a vocation is when you're in your 50s. You make more money, more money in your 50s than you ever do in your 20s, 30s, and 40s because you're at a place you're so valuable and you're so important because of the time has has just been your friend in that occupation and you know what to do and you're almost irreplaceable to an organization. A few years ago, I'll use this as an example, in our school system there was a massive turnover. There was an, an offer that was given to older tenured teachers and to administrators and to and a lot of them took the opportunity to opt out. You know what that did to our school district? It hurt it. We took all of those tenured teachers, all of those that were really at the top of their game, had more to offer, had more to give, had more experience, and we said, we're paying you too much. We're, you're way out of payroll, and so we are going to, in essence, give you an offer you can't refuse, and we're going to replace you, and we're going to lower our payroll. You know how much we lowered the next year's budget by? It was, I think, less than $10,000. I would have given $10,000 to have all those tenured teachers back until they felt that their time of productivity within the work environment was done. That's a simple illustration. I've seen it happen in companies. I've seen it happen in churches. I've seen it happen in in sports, you know, sports is one of these these um, cultural uh, things that we all enjoy. I think if we understand what it is, it's entertainment. It's an escape from the responsibilities and the other things of life. Of course, it's highly paid entertainment today. But one of the things that I find to be like... Uh, like the worst career path in the world is if you want to be a coach at a high level in sports. You might as well just put, I, I wouldn't even put my name on the door in ink because not long from now they're going to fire you. There, there's only a handful of people that make it long term. Most of them have a very short term life. But it doesn't mean that they're done or they're done growing or they're done giving or they're done coaching or anything like that. But I want to just leave you with this. And is that when you get at a place in your life where 
you begin to become profitable, then it's because you went through growth cycles over and over and over again and did not give up, did not throw in the towel. And you didn't allow yourself to get on the downward circle so much that you you missed out on the next season of growth and change in your own life. And I pray that all of us continue to do that. Um, there were a couple other things. I think there was a recent article, and uh, I think this was posted on social media, that people from the age of 60 to 80 are the most impactful relationally on other people's lives. And I can attest to that, that those were the people that influenced me the most were what we may call those super senior saints uh, when I was just coming into the church. And I think this is uh, sort of a ha-ha to, to end out on, and I'll share a couple of announcements, is that I love that Chip at the end says, and the next time we're going to learn how to fill our bucket from the inside out, and you're going to love it, you know, uh, the, the, the great famous words, you know, and you're going to love it. And, and when I heard that as I was writing the cliff notes uh, earlier this week, this is, this is what I heard. I heard my wife. And when we went on this journey a few years ago where we were going to change the way that we eat, she would put food on the table that I had never imagined that I would be consuming. And she would say to me, Douglas Russell, you're going to eat it. And here's the catch line. And you're going to like it. <laughs> this is what I can say. This is what I can say. I do like it. I like what it's done. I like what it's doing. It was not the most palatable thing at first. But the change and the growth has brought about the kind of fruit that I'm thankful for. And I have evidence of it. It's not just fiction, it's evidence. People that you know, go uh, have desires to lose weight, Go through the process of the pain, a week or 10 days of pain, in order to get the results that you want. Just think about that. It's not a long period of time. Addictions, most addictions can be broken in a cycle of less than three weeks. Three weeks of your life. Go through the suffering in order to get stronger. People that don't believe that they're good readers, read every day for 21 days. And watch what happens to that cycle. These are the things that Chip is talking about. Be committed. When it gets hard, have those two or three people that are reminding you why you're doing it and that they're there to hold your hands up and to help you and to be cheerleaders for you through the process. Most marriages that I know in the the years that I've been pastoring could have been salvaged if they would have come earlier. 21 days, I've seen it over and over again, 21 days that people came at the right time, we were able to work with God and his word and see reconciliation. Those that came after they already determined that it can't be fixed, it was nearly impossible to help them. So what does that show? It's a mindset. And this is what Paul said. I've just come to this place in my understanding and my thinking. I haven't arrived. And if he hasn't arrived, that encourages me there's growth for me. And who knows our growth capacity more than our Heavenly Father? 
Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.